What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tommy Clark, and today, Karan and I are back for another collab episode where we talk about stress management. Whether it comes to muscle gain, fat loss, performance, it, health, it doesn't matter. Stress management is going to be super, super important for you, so you're definitely going to want to give this one a listen. We give you guys a ton of actionable tips that you can implement to lower your stress levels and to improve your recovery. So before we get into the episode, as always, if you haven't already, I've plugged it a million times. There's a reason why I plug it so much. Go check out the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. It's completely free. Tons of valuable information in there that I know will benefit you and your performance as an athlete. So if you haven't already, go check that out. And as always, if you could drop a five-star rating and review down below, if you haven't already, that would be awesome. The more reviews we get, the more we grow on the iTunes charts, the more we grow, the more people we can help. And last but not least, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're able to take away a couple of valuable pieces of information, go ahead and share this episode on your IG story and just share with a friend um, or family member that could benefit from the information. But thank you guys so much for listening. And without further ado, let's get into the episode with Karan. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast and the Chronic Lifestyle. Um, I got your name right, right? Correct. You hey, did. there we go. Um, I didn't know it was the chronic, life, the chronic Lifestyle. <laughs> wait, 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 what if you called me like... That was so, that was, that was salty, too. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to the T Card Nutrition Podcast and the Coach Lifestyle Podcast. Yeah, Coach spelled with a K. It's yeah, cool like that. <laughs> wow, it seems like every time I do an intro with our collabs, it just turns into a train wreck. Uh, um, <laughs> it, dude, it's becoming your, your like your mo, man. It's okay. Honestly, I, like, I swear the intros on my solo podcasts are actually decent. Um, my podcast audience knows that. Yours probably just thinks I'm a mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but nonetheless, we're back for another episode. Today, we're going to talk about stress management. A lot of you guys are cutting for the summer, getting shredded, all that good stuff. Um, stress management is going to play a huge role in your ability to succeed within that. Huge. That's a thing a lot of people overlook. Um, because like Karan and I were talking before this, Training is a stressor. Being in a calorie deficit is a stressor. Your body doesn't know the difference between all the different stressors. So if you keep compounding stress on stress on stress, like you get in an argument with your girlfriend, something goes down, something goes down at work, you get a bad grade on a test, all that stuff, like all that stress compounds. And that leads to a number of consequences. We'll get to that in a second. That'll make it a bit more difficult to see the fat loss progress that you want to see the weight loss progress that you want going into summer. And also if you're in a position where you're trying to build muscle, it's just as bad. And I don't want to say bad because stress itself is not bad. It's the, it's the chronic, chronic. it's yeah. the chronic stress, um, the chronic elevated stress that leads to right. the acute stress is fine. We need the acute stress to adapt. Like like you said, training is a stressor. The stress yeah. leads to an adaptation, but if we're constantly stressed, it's kind of outside of training. Yeah. It doesn't allow your body to actually adapt. Yeah. Wow. That intro just kind of turned into a nerd like thing right there. This is why um, we love you, man. I know. That's what I, that's what I do. That's what that's I do. What you do. Um, so yeah, <laughs> like, like Tommy said, we're going to be teaching you guys how to stay 
not stress-free because, as he said, stress is important, but um, mitigating stress to elicit more recovery, more fat loss, and more gain. So the first methodology I'm going to recommend, very simple. It's literally just walking or any other uh, low-intensity form of um, low-intensity steady-state cardio, like something that's very simple, not specifically in the gym, like on a Stairmaster, no. I'm saying just go walk in the park, go walk your dog, do like clean around the house, just be like there's something very, very light that's carefree, stress-free. We want to do activities that give us the opposite sensation of like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm about to live this heavy weight, or oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm about to do this sprint, or this imam, or this Metcon finisher. We want opposite stimulus so that we can sort of take some of that stress uh, state away and and mitigate it from a uh, long standpoint. Because as Tom said, the longer you're in that stressful state, the uh, worse your gains are going to be. You're going to start to see yourself going in the negative direction. So walking uh, 10 minutes, three times a day, super easy way to lower stress and also increase your caloric expenditure, which is a good thing. For sure. And like for those walks, try rest to go outside. Like Karan said, don't go on the treadmill in the gym. Like not just because like you want to get out of the gym, but also there have been studies that have shown that like exposure to the color green actually (laughs) affects the like the response to cortisol or something like that. It's like when you're outside, like you see grass and trees and all this stuff. It's Um, therapeutic. Yeah, like go outside. And also obviously the sun and vitamin D and all that sorts of stuff. Um, we talked about vitamin D before too. We yeah, we talked about that on the last podcast. That's all super helpful. And like before I get into like another strategy, like uh, I think it's important to talk about why chronic stress is so detrimental. So like yeah. just like a quick like Cliff Notes version, as Cliff Notes as I can possibly be. Um, so like when you're chronically stressed, a hormone called cortisol is elevated. Cortisol itself is not inherently bad. Like in the morning, cortisol should be elevated because that gets you out of bed. It allows you to be focused, energized. And when you're going into a training session, the same thing. Like cortisol in the context of a training session is not bad. You want that. You don't want cortisol to be low going into a training session. Um, But when it's chronically elevated, your body can only handle so much. And then it's eventually just going to stop like with that output of like focus and energy and stuff like that because you're just stressing it out so much. And then also like cortisol in some ways can lead to water retention, which can make it difficult to lose weight on the scale. Also like look appear lean. And then also there's been stuff that's shown that cortisol can lead to, or chronically elevated levels of cortisol can lead to fast storage around the midsection and it's catabolic. So in the context of fat loss, those things are not good, but also in the context of muscle gain, it keeps you from being able to maximize your muscle growth. So it's kind of just yeah. like screwing you over twice. Um, yeah. So that's why we want to implement, implement these strategies to mitigate that and keep the cortisol spikes to when they're actually beneficial. So like in the morning, cortisol should be elevated so you can actually get out of bed and be energetic. In, during your training sessions, you should be able to experience a spike in cortisol so you can experience high levels of focus and energy and stuff like that. But you don't want higher levels of cortisol at like 10 o'clock at night when you're trying to go to bed. Like you don't want that. That's going to keep you from going to bed and then you just get caught in this 
screwed up cycle because you can't fall asleep because you're stressed and you stress out because you can't fall asleep. And then it's just like this mind fuck that like screws you over. Um, yeah. So that's why we want to implement these strategies. That was a really like simplified version of why. But um, just so the listeners understand why we're suggesting this because like we want to do our best to mitigate that to make it as easy as possible to get shredded and to build muscle and to recover from your gym session and stuff like that. Um, yep. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah. Um, and things like elevated cortisol <laughs> levels chronically, um, a higher, uh, I would say maintenance level or maintenance. Uh, wow. I can't think I can't talk right now. What the heck? Um, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the longer you maintain a level of sympathetic neural drive, you are putting yourself at a higher risk for something called central fatigue. So yeah. central fatigue essentially is that tiredness, that daisy feel, you uh, sort of disoriented, you're not lifting as well in the gym, you're not as strong. And what's happening is the signals from your central nervous system are being inhibited by these high levels of stress all day, all night, and it can't recover. And your brain needs to recover just like your body does. Your nervous system needs to recover just like your muscular and anatomical systems do. It's all the same in terms of a recovery standpoint. Everything needs to recover. And I know it may seem strange, like my nervous system, but what does that mean? When you lift really heavy, your nervous system, your central nervous system fires a strong electrical impulse to the receptors in your muscles that help them contract super fast and help you lift super well and strong and efficient. But when that signal is distorted and clouded by central fatigue, elevated cortisol levels, and uh, that sympathetic nervous drive that's in, uh, that's uh, exhibited all day, as opposed to just in your training session, as Tommy stated, that signal gets really weak and you just feel like shit. So um, it's really the whole thing, balance in all things, right? Too much of any one thing is no bueno. Like you don't want um, chronically uh, low cortisol levels when you need them, like in the training session, right? You don't want to be in a parasympathetic state all day because you're not going to be able to, one, lift. Right, right. But you're not going to be able to make quick decisions. You're not going to be... Uh, quick on your feet and reactive. Like if you were walking on the, um, across the street and a bike was coming at you, you wouldn't be able to react, right? So these things aren't inherently bad. That's that's real shit. I almost got hit yeah. by by a car the other day. It wasn't my fault either. I had the walk sign. Uh, <laughs> so, but my sympathetic nervous system was like, "I got you, bro," and I dodged. But but anyway, um, you need these things to perform in certain environments, but it's just that certain environments, the yeah. sympathetic nervous system needs to be mitigated to just these environments. But when um, you're chronically stressed at home, when you're chronically stressed at work, in the gym, you're going super hard, all these things compound together to uh, elicit that shitty ass tired and wired state. And uh, that central fatigue, like I talked about, you just, don't feel good you don't move well you don't lift well and uh things just don't go well yeah and like an analogy i like to use is it's like a bucket so like your stress tolerance like all these different things are stressors so um this dude is outside and we can still hear him yeah captain i finally i finally just i finally put him outside before we start recording and still um but what i was saying was 
I am the captain. Exactly. <laughs> what I was saying was your stress tolerance is kind of like a bucket. Like all these different things, all these different stressors are drops in the bucket. Your body doesn't know the difference between all of them though. So like we were talk- like talking about a little bit earlier, all these different things are going to be drops in that bucket. And yeah. if you keep, if you're stressed out at work, you're arguing with your girl, you get to sleep super late, you're not eating enough, you're tr- overtraining. All these things are drops in the bucket. And it's bad in the sense that, yeah, all these things are going to stress you out, but also it's good in the sense that we can attack stress and manage stress from all these different fronts. And right. you, are, you are training super hard and you might be in a calorie deficit. That decision-making is very questionable, but let's say you're doing that. You can manage stress from other fronts by maybe like, I don't, I, I guess take it. <laughs> okay, getting to sleep on time. Like that's one that you definitely have control over. Um, like making sure you get more than enough sleep to support that level of activity. Um, and at the same time, like there's some stressors like stress at work as much as you probably wish you could just walk out and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm just, I'm not going to do this project today. Like, uh, sorry, like, it's probably not going to happen. So in that case, you probably shouldn't be driving yourself into the ground with your training when you have a busy week at work. Like all yeah. these things are intertwined and they work together. So instead of viewing them all in isolation, we have to view them all as interconnected and how you can right. use different things to like support each other. So like like I said, yeah. if you're super stressed out at work, probably not the time to be pushing super hard to get shredded. Um, if if work's going well, uh, or if you're in school, like if you don't have finals coming up or something, then yeah, it might be a time to push a little bit harder in the gym. Um, yeah. I'd like, like to make a comment on that actually. Yeah. Um, so for my corporate people out there that work really long hours, um, I think 90% of my clients are in corporate America. Um, so they're all related to this. And a lot of my, the people that follow me on the gram are in corporate America. When you're pushing yourself into the ground at work, right? You go, you're contracted for your, uh, your salary to do 40 hours a week but you end up doing 60 because it's a big project or maybe 70 because, you know, you want to give a good first impression. That's great, but that's not sustainable and you will burn out. And if you burn out, there's no longer a job to have because your performance is going to go down. You're not going to be as active as you were when you first started. And um, like I said, the stress is just going to take over, but here's a few things you can do. I like to have my clients just take five minutes literally just five minutes to walk away from the desk, maybe go to the bathroom or just, just walk somewhere and just practice just breathing, just intentional, slow breathing and just kind of recollect yourself. Cause when you get lost in all the papers and the work and the projects and the deadlines and all, it's just all so overwhelming. But if you can just take some time, just literally just to back away from everything and just freaking breathe and slow the fuck down, it makes such a difference. Every single client I've, I've used that strategy with helps a lot. Some meditate before they go to bed, helps them sleep so much fucking better because the yeah. brain, when they get home, they're like, fuck, I, I got to go to work out. I got to blah, 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 blah. All this stuff is going on. But when they take time to just slow things down, amazing way for to increase recovery and to lower stress for sure. And your sleep's just going to improve. So that's another takeaway for you. For sure. And kind of building on that, sleep is one of the best things you could do to manage stress. Absolutely. 
if you're not getting at least seven hours, you're really not max. It doesn't matter what your calorie prescription is. It doesn't matter what type of training you're doing. Yeah. That, that's just going to stay the same. Any of that. So like at bare minimum seven hours, like ideally I'd like to see people getting eight hours. Um, perfect world nine, but like no one's getting nine hours of sleep a night. If you are like, I'm jealous. Yeah. But if you can get, if you can get seven to eight hours of sleep a night, you'll be in a pretty good place. And using like what Quran just said, like just taking a few minutes to deep breathe. I actually just had my, one of my clients do this this past week and this worked really well for him. Awesome. Just taking five minutes before going to bed, just like deep, like just sitting there and breathing. Like you don't realize it, but most of the time people are on their phone or at work or working out or listening to music. They don't actually just sit there in silence. And the ability to do that is like, it's almost a skill now. Like with everything yeah. you have going on, you have to work on that. So like, if you just take five yeah. minutes a day and literally just sit there yeah. and breathe, that's going to be so, it's going to be so good for you and your ability to manage that stress. Because what you'll find is you'll sit there and you start thinking about stuff. Then you're going to get mad that you're thinking about stuff. And then it's just like this weird cycle. But if you just learn to sit there and be okay with thinking stuff, it's a really yeah. like woo woo topic, but like it, it works. Like if you're able to do that and calm your mind down and obviously as you do that, like day after day, you're going to get better and better at just sitting there and actually being calm. If you can do that, that's a major skill. And it's like, you can use that in any context, like before going to bed. Awesome. After a workout to get you into a more parasympathetic parasympathetic state, you can do some deep breathing. That's huge. Yeah. Before you eat, like eating is another way to get Eating post-workout, especially carbohydrates, is another way to get into a parasympathetic state. But if you do some deep breathing before that, you'll be in a better position to do that and it'll be a lot more effective because you'll be already in a sort of parasympathetic state so you can actually digest the food that you eat. Yep. So it'll kind of compound. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really important skill. Like you can just sit there, like, literally for three to five minutes and just breathe. Yep. Like that's all you got to do. And you can just do that one thing to make that a habit, whether it's when you wake up in the morning, after you work out, before you go to bed, I don't care when it is, just do it at some point throughout your day. Like take a break from whatever you're doing and just breathe. And I'd like to uh, compound on that and actually add on to that. So when you kind of take that first step and just intentionally breathe and slow things down, you're going to say, this feels a lot like meditation and I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm, it's, it's too hard. I can't clear my mind. I lead uh, meditation sessions at a uh, corporate office that I uh, contract with for a wellness program. And I lead guided meditation sessions. So fun. I, I, I love doing it. And the reason why is because a lot of people say, I can't clear my mind. I can't, I can't clear my mind. I'm like, yo, it's all right. It's actually pretty freaking difficult to completely go blank in your mind. Our yeah, minds, unless you're a monk, like you're not doing that shit. <laughs> right. So our minds go at like a million miles an hour. So what I tell people to do when you're having trouble, like focusing on nothing, just one, focus on your breath. That's number one. And two, I'm actually going to use um, Headspace. Their technique is pretty, pretty good. You use what we call a feather and you just kind of lightly brush things to the side lightly. Like, don't just like, oh, my God, get out of my head. Just like allow it to be yeah. there. Accept that these issues and these problems and all these things are there. But one, don't let them dictate your focus. And two, don't let them dictate your actions and your behavior. When you can accept the things that are going to be in your mind and ever present there 24-7, you are honestly calm. Because like, yeah, it's there. I get it. That's cool. 
it doesn't cause you more stress because you understand that, yo, that's always going to be there and I'm cool with it. So that's another way to sort of continually level up your mindset game because mindset is a big way to mitigate stress as well. And y'all, I know we haven't said like, yeah, we we want you to do this crazy thing and, you know, we're going to have you go into a float tank. Like float tanks are great, but (laughs) let's, let's just start with managing what we can control over or how we have control over and what's simple, right? Like, for sure. K-I-S-S-S, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. Like just yeah. focus on the things that are really, really small gains and they'll compound and they work. I've been like stuttering and like not my normal radio voice self. I apologize, y'all. I don't know what's <laughs> going on today. You're, you're high for, uh, you're, you're, I know you're scared for tonight. Yo, you're right. My bones are like yeah. tickling. It's, it's, it's weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, everybody's going to die. Yeah, we'll see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's see where I was going to say something. I totally forgot what it was though. Um, rip. Oh yeah. here Yeah. I know what I was going to say. So a lot of the stuff like, like meditating and I was going to say journaling as well. That yeah. stuff, like people are like, Oh, it's cheesy. Like, oh, it's, it's, all, it's this, it's that like the cheesy stuff works. Like, do you have to wake up every day and do like an hour and a half morning routine to get your day started? No, like, that's, that's excessive. But like taking five minutes to just sit and breathe and another five minutes to, journal for a little bit like yeah it might seem a little cheesy but it works and there's a reason why so many people do it really works Um, like success leaves clues like if so many people who are successful and created like million dollar businesses and are very successful athletes all these people like do this sort of stuff it works like and it works for us too like we wouldn't be telling you to do it or wouldn't be suggesting that you do it if it didn't work for us and our clients so like stuff like meditation and like deep breathing. And then like, when we talk about journaling, like this stuff, it all, it all helps. Um, and it all really works. And it's just like, get past the ego, get past the, like you're, you're apprehensive about it because it's uncomfortable. Like that's the reality of it. Like it's something yeah. maybe you've never done before. And you're like, it'd be, it's a lot easier to say like, Oh, that's weird. I'm not going to do it. than actually do it. Um, so that's enough of that rant, but like kind of building on, what we're talking about with the meditation journaling is a great addition to that too. Cause like that allows you to get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper. Yeah. And a lot of times, like the thoughts that you're thinking, once you write them out, you realize how stupid they were. Like, honestly, like a lot of them are just like, why was they even stressed out about that in the first place? Like that mm-hmm. literally makes no sense. It's you write it, get it out of your head onto a piece of paper. I promise you it makes a difference. And sometimes like when you sit down and try to journal, like there's nothing that you really want to write. That's okay. Like, it's fine. Especially as you're first getting started, you might be like, I don't know what to write. Like, <laughs> uh, like okay. Like, I heard this on a podcast that someone was like, sometimes I literally just, I'll pull out my journal and like, I write, I have nothing to write. And that's it. Just walk away. Like, yeah. cool. Like, if that's what you got to do, then do it. But just, just baby steps, start, start doing it. Like, yeah. kind of build it into either a morning routine or evening routine, whatever you want to do. Uh, that suits your lifestyle best but like maybe like what i do in the morning is i meditate and then like meditate for like literally three minutes like we're not telling you to sit there for 20 minutes or half an hour as the sun rises on a mountaintop like we're not telling <laughs> you to do that like just literally three minutes when you get up and then after that i'll go drink a little bit of water and then after that i'll journal for five minutes actually i'll read then i'll journal and I'll, it sounds like a lot but it's not it takes like a total of half an hour maybe and it starts my day off. Um, so journaling is a big favorite of mine. And I think it's, it's super 
it's super easy to do because like literally you can be anything like there there are prompts and stuff like if you want to look some stuff up like you'll find journaling prompts if like if you need that to help you get started or you can just literally do like a brain dump set a timer for five minutes and literally write whatever is on your mind it could not make any sense at all yeah but just like getting the thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper yeah and um i really want to add on to that i I really agree with uh tommy saying because the residing theme here is taking time out for yourself at some point in the day right taking time to check in with yourself. Often we get lost in all the different commitments, our body, our mind and our emotions and everything is just being pulled so many different ways. And it's difficult to hone in back on the self. And when you lose the self, you lose everything. You can't be in a committed relationship if you don't check in with yourself. You can't be a dedicated employee if you don't check in with yourself. You can't be a coach if you don't check in with yourself. You can't get busy in the gym if you're not continually checking in with yourself. So if you've noticed the trend with mindset, with recovery, with all these things that are looking to mitigate stress, focusing on you is the number one priority because if there's no you, there's nothing. So um, especially for those of you who are uh, go-givers and love to share and help, and it's great. We're not saying don't do those things, but you got to make sure you're good first then you can help people. Then you can give your time and you can dedicate all these things. Because if you're in a deficit, trying to burn fat, working out, doing 60 hours at your job and you're, you got kids or whatever's going on, you got, you're in a relationship, all these different variables are just going to drain the fuck out of you. Yeah. And you'll have nothing left. So please take our advice, breathe, meditate, recover, walk, do all these great things that are going to help you. Uh, mitigate that cortisol elevation, mitigate that sympathetic nerval or neural drive and just keep you feeling nice. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice that a lot of these things, like they're not removing stress in your life. They're just improving your ability, ability to manage it and cope with it and handle it. Well, it's not necessarily about like removing all stressors from your life. Like we talked about, like we need stressors. It's more about like perceived stress. Like that's the big thing. Like if you, Let's say there's a specific situation. Let's say for whatever reason, like you got fired from your job. God forbid it happens. But let's say it did. And in one situation, in one scenario, you're like, oh man, this is the end of the world. Like you start freaking out and you're not handling it well at all. You're just like, it seems like your world is ending. And let's say in in a parallel universe, that same situation happens to you. And you're just like, eh, okay, I'll figure it out. That's cool. Like, physiologically, you're not going to elicit that same stress response. You're not going to elicit that spike cortisol. You're not going 100%. to hundred percent effects. So it's not necessarily about eliminating those stressors. It's about changing how you view them. Right. Perceived stress is like, right. that's the key. We're not trying to like bubble wrap you and make sure that you don't <laughs> like experience stress like the rest of your life. Like, no, oh, we just boy. need to approve, <laughs> improve your ability to handle them. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't you think going out there with like five seconds left, like this Kobe Bryant's not stressed out? I'm sure at the beginning of his career when he didn't know like what he was doing, yeah, that's stressful. But the dude put the work in and he improved his his mental ability to handle that stress. So now he just yeah. now he's retired now, but like later in his career he just goes out there and it's like, eh, okay, time time for another round. Um, like it's the same thing. Like obviously there are some stresses that you probably just want to remove, like foods that cause you issues like let's say you have an intolerance like yeah don't just be like you know what i perceive that this 
doesn't <laughs> make my stomach shoot up. And I'm going to have it. Because the composition there actually is some like, there actually is some truth to that though. Cause like, if you think you have an intolerance to something, you might actually feel some symptoms. Placebo uh, effect. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Right placebo effect. That could, be, that could be a whole other like hour long podcast, but um, yeah, we should like, talk about that sometime actually. Yeah. But like, unless it's one of those situations where something is just blatantly like, it's an unnecessary stress. Like you, you don't need, um, but like in the situation of like your job or your relationship or stuff like that, like learning to cope with those stressors and manage them effectively instead of just like eliminating them from your life. Yeah. So, um, time is of the essence. So I'd like to just go down a quick, uh, summary and recap. I'll, um, yeah. mention some of the things I talked about. Tommy can uh, mention some of the things he talked about, and then we'll leave you off to your shredding. Um, so the first thing we talked about was walking, uh, three times a day, 10 minutes each, go walk outside, get some fresh air, no music, just silence, just, uh, soak in nature. And so soak in the beauty of the things we often neglect, uh, like the trees, like the flowers, the, the wildlife, the, uh, the weather, the sun, all that stuff, just soak it in. Um, the second thing is just practice deep breathing intentionally, um, relax, take five minutes out of your day to just give yourself space, mental space to just relax. Um, and if you can, and if you can elevate that to a meditation session where you're not focusing on clearing your mind, but allowing yourself to accept the difficulties, the stressors that are in your mind so that what Tommy said can, can become true when you get hit with the bill or when you get hit with this or that, you're like, okay, I'll take care of it. As opposed to, Oh my God, the world is ending. It's, <laughs> it's a night and day difference and you will yeah. quite literally uh, change how you respond to stressors and thereby change your physiological response at an, uh, even at a cellular level, I dare to say. For sure. And like, just from a physical standpoint too, like things that you can do to mitigate stress, make sure your food quality is on point get plenty of like micronutrients and stuff like that. Avoid foods that are going to cause you issues. Like if you know a certain food gives you, uh, a bad reaction then you probably shouldn't be having it all that often like, it's the reality of it like it's not not saying cut it out forever like if you want to have that cheesecake once in a while go ahead but it's the best thing if you be having like weekly even like if it's if you know it causes you issues probably not and you just got to be aware of that um and then get your sleep that's important we talked about that earlier um seven to eight hours if you're not getting bare minimum seven hours you're really screwing yourself over yeah, uh, there's a whole book. Check it out. I think it's just called uh, it's called Why We Sleep. I think by Matthew Walker. Um, tons of information about why sleep is so important. So if you need any more convincing, go check that out. And yeah, and then also don't be an asshole with your training intensity. Like mm-hmm. yeah, don't like you gotta train. You gotta train hard, but like don't don't overdo it. Same thing with your food. Like you gotta be in a calorie deficit, but don't overdo it. Like those two, if you do those two things alone, manage your training intensity and manage your caloric intake to where it's re- like you're in a deficit, but it's reasonable. If you do those two things, or actually in sleep, so those three things, that's like over half the battle right there. Yep. Um, when it comes to stress management and all that stuff, like if you do those three things, you're going to put yourself in a position where you're a lot more resilient to stress. And yeah, so I'm going to leave it at that. Karan, where can everyone find you? Y'all can find me on the gram, Coach Chronic, C-O-A-C-H-K-R-O-N-I-C. Repost. Damn, Damn, you're, I see you with the ninja, like the ninja picture. 
and post oh, yeah. in the middle of the podcast. Stealthy. Stealthy, son. Stealthy. Let's get the worst pictures of me. Always. Always. So, yeah, my uh, mouth's like half wide open. Half <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> uh, Coach Chronic on Instagram, chronic.fit on, um, from our website. Um, Twitter is Coach Chronic. All, all the goods. Hit me up. Dope. And then you guys can find me uh, here on the podcast, obviously, and on Instagram. And yeah, I haven't really posted on Facebook much, but I need to get back on that. But mostly on Instagram and on the podcast is where I'm posting uh, the most often. Um, so yeah. if, if you want to find me, just shoot me a message on there and say what's up. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you guys got a lot of actionable items out of this podcast that you can actually go and take and apply into your own life to help you on your summer shredding journey. But thank you guys again for listening and we will catch you next time. Absolutely. Um, Before we bounce out of here, I have one request of you, faithful Uh listener. If you've been listening this long, I I appreciate you. Tommy appreciates you, excuse me. And we want to know which of these strategies is relevant to you. Which of these strategies are you going to use in your life? So when you finish, Take a screenshot of this podcast, put it on your Instagram story, tag Tommy and myself and say, yo, I'm going to use the deep breathing strategy or yo, I'm going to walk three times a day or I'm going to increase my food quality because that's been lacking lately. Give us some feedback. What do you like? What's working for you? What's going to work for you? What do you think is really going to make a change? And let's start a conversation. We want to help. So reach out. There you go. I I got nothing else to add. Cool beans. Well, with that, the podcast is out. Peace.